today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Jason and Jamie here. Jamie, first time in the new studio? Yeah, it's beautiful. Very exciting to be in here. Uh, everybody's uh, favorite rainbow-haired, face-tatted uh, rapper, Takashi 69 was beaten really savagely in a bathroom of a gym in LA Fitness in South Florida Tuesday. It's a little bit hard to watch the video, honestly. It, it, it's a ton of guys just beating him to a pulp. Kicking him in the face. Kicking him in the face and the ribs. You see him. It, it almost looks like like a, a movie, like a yeah. stunt, but it's it's real. And he was very hurt. Um, we have some video actually of it, uh, and you can hear the guys yelling at Takashi. Yo, what the fuck, fuck. That, that's how they going to treat you, bitch ass. Mickey Mouse head, clown ass. Go ahead. Take a picture. Take a picture. I want to be famous now. I want to be famous. Fuck. Yo, this is Jump 6 9 bro. Yo, homie, I'm, a, yo, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm a fan, bro. No, I'm a fan. I'm just saying, bro. I'm a fan, bro. I know, I know, I ain't jumpy, bro. I'm just saying. That's crazy. So, uh, a few things to take away from this video. Number one, so so it's, it's in this bathroom. There's a bunch of guys beating him up. There's one guy who particularly seems to be the ringleader who kicks him in the face and is is threatening him. And Takashi's lying on the ground. His hands protecting his head is really getting nailed at the end he stands up and walks out of the bathroom and his face is completely bloodied i mean it really looks nasty i found it i guess odd and maybe even a little humorous that the guy who's filming the entire thing says to him man i'm a big fan <laughs> and but i i didn't i didn't beat you just just so you know but i'm a big fan and oh, so continues you... recording him it's so weird i didn't you know what i just assumed he was with the crew but it I, might well, have just he, been a bystander the, he, I, I i don't know what happened but the he was clearly filming it's not like he was doing it surreptitiously he's clearly filming his his camera's out and his his phone is out and he's doing the whole thing the guys who are beating him are aware of it and don't seem to care that they're being recorded. And you can see, especially the one ringleader, his face clear as day. He's going to be arrested. It's not going to be hard to identify who he is. But the same time the guy says, I'm a fan, and let and then as Takashi sort of gets away. I mean, the guys did let him up at some point. They didn't it's not like Takashi fought his way out of it. He's Takashi's a very small guy. I don't think he's he's much of a fighter, but um in any event, he 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 leaves. Uh he leaves and is apparently okay. Uh, there were some uh, photos uh, released from the hospital showing that he was really, really badly hurt. Well, and keep in mind, apparently the fight started in a sauna. Like, that's a very vulnerable position to Although be nobody's in. naked. Everybody's, in what we saw, everybody's I, I mean, you still, he's probably, what, in his boxers and his underwear? I, I mean. Uh, most guys don't wear their boxers into the sauna. Well, then, what do you say? You... Towel around the waist. Okay. Well, so then yeah. he managed to get, I don't know, underwear on at some point between the sauna well, and the was, bathroom floor. Well, he was clothed. I mean, he had a shirt on. He had... But, I, but we are told that this started in the sauna. Right. So I don't know if maybe he tried to walk away and was like, hey, I'm not interested, went and changed in the locker room yeah and they just continue to i don't know it's hard to know what, what happened i'm sure the details will emerge again the, the, the ringleader is going to be arrested not it, only that the ringleader says take a picture i'm going to be famous now right exactly yeah exactly so well so let th this all tracks back to takashi's you know long history of sort of agitating uh you know certain people 
And in particular, he famously testified uh, against some people who, um, I guess, had attempted to uh, had committed some crimes. He turned state's evidence, testified against them. They were convicted, I believe, on capital murder charges. And a number of people sort of in the underground underworld took out hits on his life, actually called out for their supporters to kill Takashi. Takashi really thumbed his nose at that. He was filming rap videos from various houses where he was living. By the way, Takashi, who had been arrested on those same charges, was was uh, had a sentence substantially reduced and has obviously been free for a long time. And there were a lot of calls for people to take uh, take revenge against Takashi. Uh, that obviously didn't happen. Again, he thumbed his nose at them. This is the first time, to, to our knowledge, that he has suffered any consequence. And it seems to be, when, I, I think when you hear the guy saying, I'm going to be famous now, what he's saying is that in the community that I'm in, what I just did, beating the hell out of Takashi, gives me a ton of street cred and mm-hmm. is really good for me personally. I'm going to be honest. He was released in 2020. I am shocked that it took this long for well, anything to happen. That was what everybody was saying. I remember we had a lot of discussion in the newsroom. Does Is Takashi signing his own death warrant by doing this? And a lot of people, myself included, sort of said, it's sh- the fact that he, he has remained unscathed for so long sort of disproved this idea that there were people out there who would who would kill a famous person or, or take vengeance against a famous person simply because he had turned state's evidence against people they didn't know. It turns out there are some people who would do that. Oh, and while they're fighting him, you hear them yell the word rat. Yeah, several right. times. It, it is just also interesting that he. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with Takashi recently, but it, it's interesting that a he mistake, looks. Jamie. I know, but it is interesting that he looks exactly the same. He has long rainbow hair. Obviously, can't change the face tats, but he's clearly not trying to lay low. No, right. He's not trying to lay low. No, and I think I think maybe some sort of sense of complacency overcame him because he wasn't with bodyguards. You know, we had this famous thing where he was he had suitcases full of cash and a rap video, but the IRS was coming after him, and other people were criticizing him because he owes all this money in restitution, and he had to come forward and say, "I really don't have all this money. It was fake. It was props." So, and his music, though successful, you know, nobody makes money recording music anymore. They make money touring, and he's had, he does tour, but not nearly as he's not nearly as prolific touring as he used to be. Um, and I wonder if sort of the fact that he's now traveling without an entourage, he's you know he's in this bathroom completely unaided, left. There didn't seem to be anybody running to his aid. Um, is a sign that he just doesn't have the money to keep the entourage around him anymore and to keep him protected, and well, it seems I like people struck. I think the first sign was L.A. Fitness, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not at Equinox getting his butt kicked. <laughs> he's at L.A. Fitness with Joe Schmo. Boy, are you a snob. Yep. My goodness. Proud of it, babe. Um, so, you know, another incident, uh, uh, apparently Takashi was at a baseball game in Miami. Uh, it may, may have been the uh, baseball World Series, uh, the World Cup of baseball that's been going on. He was intoxicated. He was disturbing fans. So he's, you know, he's always been kind of the shit stirrer, and mm-hmm. none of that has changed. He is the same guy that he always was, but he may just be less protected now. And we'll have to see what happens now. So his attorney, Lance Lazaro, has come out and he said they're going to federal law enforcement and asking them for protection because it all seems to stem from the evidence that he provided in in the uh, case that we talked about earlier. I, can he have a comeback? 
It, does he have a loyal following? Oh, like, I don't think he's ever gone anywhere. I think his following think so? is still very strong. So he could yes. make money back if he tours. Yes, and he... but touring is, touring is difficult. But yes, uh, she is, absolutely. Takashi's a really, really, I mean, I'm obviously out over my skis here. I've heard from others <laughs> <laughs> that Takashi is a really, really big deal in rap circles. He still can fill up stadiums, maybe not stadiums, still fill up arenas. Venues, yeah. Um, and he he's a big deal who is definitely marketable. He has a loyal following. His music is... To the extent you're into that type of music, it's really good. He's a really talented performer. He's just a weird dude who has made become vastly more famous because of his legal troubles and then parlayed those legal troubles into turning state's evidence, remaining out of prison, and, you know, sort of even currying favor, I think, with a sort of, a sort of more mainstream audience, um, but has obviously run afoul of, of, of street code, and I think it came back to haunt him in a Miami gym sauna. Yes. <laughs> tale as old as time. A tale as old as time, exactly. <laughs> So uh, let's let's turn our attention to uh, Giselle and uh, Giselle came out and she had some comments uh, about her breakup with Tom Brady. She says it was not all about football. Of course not. Did of course think, not. I, I thought it was what? right. No, because it's never about the football. It's about the intentions behind his choices and all sorts of things. But yeah, she did open up to Vanity Fair and talked about it and said it was really just a tiny piece of a bigger puzzle. Most interesting, I thought, was she is not salty at all. She says she doesn't regret anything. That every moment was great. She wouldn't change a thing, which yeah. is an interesting thing to say. Sounds like somebody who's very happy in love right oh, now, or somebody really salty. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Yeah, she's come out. She's doing, sort of doing a press tour right now. She's not being asked about, it, and it must be a uh, it, it must be a precondition of sitting down to do these interviews. She's not being asked about the jujitsu instructor, so she hasn't spoken about all the rumors, uh, the rumors that are substantiated in large measure by photos coming out of she and this guy in Costa Rica traveling together. This very handsome young man traveling together. Uh, she's not addressing that, um, which I think is interesting. Um, but she is addressing the breakup with Tom, and she's really adamant that, it, to, to the point you were just making, it doesn't have to do with football, though. Uh, here's why I don't necessarily buy it. So we know that Tom Brady twice retired and twice returned. Three times retired now, because he's now formally retired. Twice retired and twice returned. We know that Giselle has been on record saying that she wasn't comfortable with him playing anymore, both for the health uh, potential health impact of him playing and for the fact that he didn't have time during the holidays, et cetera, to spend with his family, and she was sort of stuck being a single mom during those times. And he nevertheless kept going back to playing, and then they, the last time when he announces his return, that's when the split happens. So you're just thinking that was more symptomatic than, than causal? Yeah, I think we all, not we all, there, there was a narrative that Giselle sat him down and said, it's football or our marriage. Yeah. And she even says, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's not that black and white. It's not that crazy either. I mean, she can she can claim it's the craziest thing she's ever heard. It's pretty logical. But nobody theory. just pulls that out of their hat for no reason. Yeah. It's be, if there even yeah, was if you're an really happy, right? it's then, because yeah. of other things going Going on, I do laugh as you were saying though that no mention of the jujitsu instructor, but she makes it very clear she's not dating uh, Tom Brady's friend Jeffrey Sofer, who's like a billionaire, used to be married to Elle McPherson. It made me laugh because I was like, "Who?" This was the funniest thing. Who? So, so she's got this widely rumored relationship 
with this jujitsu instructor. And I feel bad because we don't know his name. Do you know his name? Um, I do. It's not on. It's something the, Brazilian. Uh, Valenti. I want to say is the last name. Okay, so so she's something not, hot, but she's though. not asked about him. Instead, Joaquin. She, Joaquin. Joaquin Valente. Yes. Instead, she is asked about rumors that nobody has ever heard. No. That she might be dating this guy. What's his first name? Sto- Jeffrey. Jeffrey Sofer. That she's so she, out of the blue. So there's rumors that you've been dating Jeffrey Sofer. I feel like Jeffrey paid her to hey, say that. Well, <laughs> like he was like, mention sure. my name in Vanity Fair. Mention right. my name in Vanity Fair. So, so she says, oh, that's ridiculous. Okay. That's Tom's friend. I would never date Jeffrey Sofer. <laughs> that's just insulting. And the interviewer is like, ma'am, we didn't ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> ma'am, you told us to ask what? this question. <laughs> and it's so funny because nobody has ever heard of this guy. There's no rumors that we've been there's able to no find. There's no photos. I even there's, went on Google. There's no photos no. that she's ever been with this guy. Meanwhile... She is. There are photos. There are rumors. There is huge speculation that she is dating a specific person. We know who that is, and they don't ask about that, which just shows you how canned this interview was. Vanity Fair is an incredible publication, yeah. but clearly they were told what they can ask about and what they can't ask about. And one of the things they're allowed to ask about is the non-existent rumors yeah. that she's n- dating some guy that nobody has ever heard of. Yeah, I, I just want to walk into a room now and announce who I'm not dating. <laughs> <laughs> just facts about But me. if you're going to do that, Jamie, yeah. make it somebody the rest of us heard of. Okay, fair. Like, like, I am not dating Harvey Levin. Right. <laughs> you're like, no one asked. Yeah. What? <laughs> not for lack of trying, <laughs> as we know, Jamie. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing what we'll do for a little bit yes. of a little bit of wealth. Um, so anyway, she she talked a lot about their relationship. One of the things that was interesting coming out of, coming out of this interview with Vanity Fair is that she talks about her relationship with Bridget Moynihan, who was Tom Brady's. So uh, she he Tom Brady is having uh, seemingly a relatively casual relationship with Bridget Moynihan. That might be understating a little. Maybe they were sort of boyfriend girlfriend. They break up. He starts dating Giselle. Mm-hmm. Two months after he begins da- dating Giselle, he finds out and lets her know that Bridget is pregnant with his son. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, you run. You, well, you run. I mean, God bless them for making it work. And it seems yeah, like they really have. you Tom Brady no. with that kind of attitude. No, <laughs> I guess not. But So she sticks around and she says that her relationship with, with Bridget was really difficult at first. They didn't like each other, but they've come come around. Yeah, they're wonderful co-parents. She, Giselle is so good to their son, Jack. She always, you know, it, it, that's all Jack's ever known. So it's not weird. Right. It's not even like... No, no, just, no, Jack has never known anything. No, Giselle's not even a stepmom. Family. Yeah, right. it's just my mom and my biological. Mom. That's got to tweak Bridget. Oh, uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, and then he has two siblings from her. Um, I mean, God bless him. The yeah, uh, original uh, modern family. And Giselle says that that when when she and Jack, you know, Jack came into when Jack was born, she was already he was already in Giselle's life. They were in each other's lives. Um, and she says that it was this relationship with Jack. She wasn't sure she wanted to have kids before this. It was this relationship with Jack that proved to her that she did want to have kids. Now that she has two with Tom and, you know, by all accounts, they're an insanely close, happy family. Um, and she gives a lot of credit to the relationship with Jack and then to Bridget as well, because she says initially, and for good reason, you know, Bridget was angry and upset and, and didn't want this, this supermodel interloper into their lives. 
but they came around and now they are excellent co-parents. She didn't use the word friends, but you get there, there's certainly a healthy degree mm-hmm. of respect and and admiration between these families. Now you have this added complication that she's uh, you know might be dating this this sofa guy. Oh god! <laughs> now, but the way you just laid that all out, like poor Bridget. I know, like she doesn't want us to say that, but you have an idea of what your life is going to look like. I think when you're young, yeah. and then it does not include being left pregnant while you're I, I'm I would assume she probably still had feelings for Tom. Tom goes and marries the most famous most beautiful woman on the planet yeah. then has more kids yeah. to play house with your kid. Yeah. Not great. Not great. It it softens the blow that he's worth like 400 million dollars and fair and can help keep she and her child in the custom, you know, in a in a large customary style. Yeah. But but that's taking too much away from her. She's a successful actress in her own yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. uh and 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 you know, does does well for herself. But yes, I I agree. You have this you have this image of what your life is. I have this conversation with my daughters all the time. Like when yeah. something bad goes on, I'm like, you have an image of what your life is going to look like, and it never is going to look like that. And uh, Bridget Oof. suffered it kinda, more. It's kind of harsh. Hey, you got to be realistic. You yeah. Know, sh- stuff but you can, you can tack on something nice in the end. It's going to be better. Oh, and you're so pretty. No. Oh, my know, God. You've got to keep it real. Kids. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.